This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Hans. <laughs> you cannot feel it, Hans. Frog in my throat. Today we're going to be talking about 1990 disease. 1990s? Not the 90s, but ni- 1990. It belongs to the 1990. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Good fellas. Directed by Robert Scorsese. Starring Robert Robert Scorsese. <laughs> that's how I call him. Oh, Bob, oh, Bob, oh, Bob, yeah, Bob, oh, Bob, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, De Niro, De Niro, and other Wait, people. I, I, Alex, what is what does your dad call Ray Liotta? Oh, it's a good fella, uh, starring that uh, Ray Bolita. <laughs> that always cracks me up. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that movie called El Ray Bolita. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gold so i don't want to get too deep into the cast here but uh um yeah, well, we'll talk more about the cast as we go along this here this was uh, a standout for a lot of people though mm-hmm. is there any scott this is your movie you want to add anything before we get into our list um if not for the godfather and the godfather 2 this would be the i think objectively the best gangster movie of all time uh, best mob movie. Um, as it stands, I think it's it, it's almost a toss up um, as far as kind of uh, just different styles. Um, obviously, this one's a lot more violent and vulgar, um, and it's got the the rad soundtrack, uh, the contemporary soundtrack. Whereas The Godfather is the more uh, is more like the American epic, and it's the slower paced and the uh, slower burn uh but yeah goodfellas is uh i i think i i'm comfortable calling it a masterpiece and if you haven't seen this movie i don't know what to tell you but go watch it mm-hmm. i know what to tell you go watch it yeah there you go or watch casino instead because they're pretty similar <laughs> this is better yeah this is better okay all right, well, let's get into our list. Scott, lead us off. What's the seventh thing you want to talk about? Okay, number seven. Uh, normally, I I dislike, just as a general, I don't know, rule, but uh, I dislike voiceover in movies because I feel like it's just a way for the, the writer or the director to get to things that they just don't have time to show or, or have characters go over in the movie. Um, but in this case, it, it works extremely well. And I loved the kind of the opening line of the movie uh, when Henry Hill says, "As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster." And it's kind of it can, the movie kind of starts with this lighthearted, "Oh, like being a gangster is fun." Right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just a great line and some great voiceover. So that's my number seven. All right. Um, that's actually that's my number three. Just the narrative. I love the way it, it works in this movie. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with you. A lot of times it doesn't work in movies, but uh, this one works very well. 
Ray Bolita did a very good job. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> All right. Um, my number seven, which I, I kind of just handed out a second ago, is my negative is that it I get this movie confused with Casino a lot. <laughs> um, we get it, Jeff. All Italians look the same to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same effing cast, for Christ's sake. It's just add uh, Sharon Stone in it. I, I, Sharon negative. Stone and, and maybe that's a negative that I put on this movie because I, I, I get them confused. And I, I think Casino is, is – I know Casino is not as good, but I keep thinking I'm watching – I get them confused, so therefore I take credit away from Goodfellas, if that makes but any I, sense. I can see how there's there's a lot of overlap there, with, again, with the soundtrack – and the style and basically Joe Pesci's <laughs> you could you could change out scenes from both movies and, you, and it wouldn't matter <laughs> some of the stuff he does in those movies right. and he's the out of control guy and De Niro yeah. is the conflicted yeah, calculating guy like yeah well, I, I think you know De Niro's playing a much different character though for the most part between the two I mean he just happens to be gangster but he's still the, the calm one compared to Pesci right like yeah yeah he's more of the Sort of, sort of straight man, I guess. Yeah. So there it is. I'm taking points away from this because of another movie, but eh. <laughs> That's what you get, Scorsese. All right, mm-hmm. Alex, number seven. Uh, number seven is this movie taught me about Italian cooking. All right. When Paul Servino was like, uh, uh, he was telling, was it Ray Bolita? He was telling him, uh, oh. You should pay attention. You, the secret to a good sauce is slicing garlic paper thin, and he's doing it with one of those old-timey with a razor, with a razor blade, not a knife or anything. Just really super thing and putting it in the sauce. There's like, that, always, that always stuck that, with me. That, there's also that exact scene in yep. uh, Godfather. Yeah, the exact same scene in Godfather. <laughs> oh, really? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he tells Michael, the... yeah, one, one day you might have to cook for a bunch of guys. So... So. Yeah, two okay, fat well. Italian guys explaining to a younger guy how to cook. But one's the boss. Servino's the boss in this one, right? Yeah. 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 So this, the other one's just like a, a henchman telling him, whereas it's the Don and the other one. But they're both good yeah. scenes. Just Yeah. A, a, a quick note about Parcelino, too, because I doubt you guys have him on your list. Um, stop me if you do. Nope. But this this is kind of the the peak for him, I guess. Like he, he was great here. He was kind of the menacing, uh, quiet, you know, mob boss here. And after this, I just don't really remember him doing much of anything else. Uh, at least nothing as notable. Uh, um, anyway. Yep. He had a hot daughter. I think. Yeah, he did. Is that his daughter? I'm assuming yeah, it is. I think okay. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. I can see the resemblance. <laughs> um, all right, uh, uh, Scott, number six. Okay, number six is when Maury wants to go for some Danish. So, uh, oh, missing this this scene ties in directly to something else on my list. Um, but uh, throughout the movie, there's this character Maury uh, who keeps coming after. Um, Robert De Niro's character um, to get his money back, uh, or not get his money back, but the money that he feels that he's owed. And Robert De Niro, being a criminal, doesn't want to pay it to him, uh, Jimmy. And so eventually, he uh, he says he's going to whack him, 
and Ray Lolita, Henry Hill, talks him out of it. And uh, Henry, in his narrative, is super relieved. And then they, uh, Robert De Niro says, okay, fine, just go in my car. You know the car, and he starts talking about uh, how he wants to go get Danish, this Maury character. And then uh, Joe Pesci shoves an ice pick in the back of his neck. <laughs> and and it's at that point that the the movie like really kind of does a like a ninety degree turn. <laughs> so it, like it starts off, and Scorsese does this in a lot of his movies where everything's kind of like lighthearted and the 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 criminality is fun, and then all of a sudden shit gets real. Um, and it it kind of starts with what happens to Sam Jackson's character, but this is kind of like the real pivot point though. In, in the characters. Uh, so yeah, uh, Maury takes in the neck. <laughs> That's my number six. Yeesh. All right. Um, I vaguely remember that scene for some reason. Weird. Um, my number six is um, the fact that you're talking about Paul Servino. The, the, the Dawn is not in this that much. Consider, like, okay, I'm, you already mentioned the very beginning. You compare us to The Godfather the whole time, right? Where, if I remember correctly, he's not in this that much, right? He's like the scene where he's cooking, right. like you said, and then there's like one other scene, or there's very few scenes with him. Yeah, he hands him a roll of money. Yeah, and I like that. Almost where it's like, like at the very end, yeah. You would think in most of these situations, he, he stays hidden. He is at home. Like he's, you know, later on when you watch The Sopranos and stuff, they don't get involved. They're just, they're the dawn. Yeah. Where... And they, they go out of the way in the movie, too, where it's really cool where. He never takes any direct phone calls or messages. There's always like a middleman at the very least. Mm-hmm. So. And he just like whispers to people too. He doesn't even say stuff out loud. Right. And he look is very um, unassuming too. And you compare it to um, the Godfather again, but um, Michael or uh, Vito. They're a little bit more. Maybe just the way they dressed in the 50s as opposed to when this yeah. takes place. But. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not like living in some super fancy house. Right. That, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, one scene literally where he's like in his slippers and robe and just frying some sausages or whatever. <laughs> like, that's yeah, the dawn. Yeah. So, that's my number six. Alex. My number six is, oh, this was rough to watch. When uh, they have uh, Spider, the kid making drinks for everybody at the card table, and then Tommy goes off on him and stuff, and he shoots him in the foot. And then later in the movie, he actually uh, makes some cutting remark because Tommy keeps busting his chop about his shot foot, not to be upset. I forget what he tells them, but everybody's like, ooh, laughing. He's like, oh, look at this kid. He's he's not all bark. He's got some bite and stuff. And then Tommy just kills him, straight up just shoots him until he's dead. Robert De Niro's character, like, he even says some long lines of, oh, are you going to take that? <laughs> like, jokingly. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a fucking psycho. Yeah, he pulls out the gun and shoots the kid. And then Robert, that that scene's great because Robert De Niro's action, reaction, he's like, what's the matter with you? Not like... <laughs> like yeah, holy shit, the kid's dead. He's like, yeah. what are you doing? Was, You're messing up the place. Yeah, he, yeah, that's basically it. He's like, oh, you made a mess. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that really cemented his character for me. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, oh this gosh. is like somebody that he hangs out with that he's, you know, he wants to be part of the gang and everything. You know, he's a kid. He gives him a hard time, shoots him in the foot. And it's like, Jeebus H, okay. He's psychotic. But then he really just can't take a chop busting, which we'll was, learn later on. Like, uh, 
a young Michael Imperioli, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Christopher. Um, I think Joe... Well, maybe I will say... Maybe you guys will talk about Joe Pesci. Pis- Piscopo? Oh. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is... It's just a small scene, but it just kind of the height of ridiculousness of uh, the whole sequence where uh, it kind of begins the last act of the movie when Ray, L- Ray Bolita... Uh, when when Henry starts talking about like like a, a typical day for him and how he goes picks up his brother and he's got to make the sauce and keeps going back about the sauce and then he talks to the babysitter who's gonna like be a drug meal for him and she won't go because because she doesn't have her hat <laughs> and and she tells him uh, it's my lucky hat I never fly without it and he's like going out of his mind like are you fucking kidding me like. <laughs> Like, do you have any idea what's going on? She's like, I just won't do it. And she, she's just, just being a total brat about it. And he, like, he, he caves and says he'll go get the hat for her or whatever. And, yeah, it was just so, like, non sequitur that just everything was just uh, going wrong for him that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he's, like, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's high in his own supply. And he's super oh, paranoid check, about helicopters. Checking for helicopters, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it just kind of is all capped with the uh, no pun intended with with her saying she won't leave because of the because of the hat yep. that was yeah. a good scene that old sequence is awesome Lois and with Tony Soprano's shrink flushing the coke down the toilet yeah and then sticking the gun in her panties her tiny <laughs> panties and the Scrooge Weaver panties yeah push bump Nice. Actually appropriate for this, Alex. Yeah. Is that a <laughs> is that a bush bump or is that a gun in your panties? <laughs> a Glock bump. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five is when they ha- when the- I don't even remember why the guy they have the guy in the trunk and they're having d- dinner with Pesci's mom. It's Pesci's mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, and the guy starts making noise, and then he goes out there and he just stabs into the trunk. I love that scene for some reason. Oh, that's my number five, too. Yeah, he just. Because it kind of reminds me of Married and Children with the, the the axe murderer and the man who met Andy Griffith, and Al had that fork and that kept fork. going into corners <laughs> and going. <laughs> 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 this is much more gruesome. Nothing like it at all, but for some reason, I just see him stabbing into the. It's like a blanket over him, so you don't really see anything, right? Or I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that was uh, so it was supposed to be Joe Pesci's character, uh, Tommy, Tommy's mom, but it was uh, Martin Scorsese's mother in real life. Oh and, yeah, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like her and Estelle Getty could have had like a good TV <laughs> sitcom together or something, but not be Arthur. Oh, <laughs> Alex, number five. <laughs> that was my number five too. Oh, okay. That whole thing that's is like they know this guy's a made man, and that's why he can walk around like you know, he's untouchable because he is. And then he makes one too many remarks at Tommy, and he gets killed. And then he gets stabbed in a trunk. That's no way to go. Wait, is that the same guy that he beats in the bar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I don't remember that. So this ties into some little way, later, little later in my list. list. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right, Scott, number four. 
Number four is related to what you were just talking about. The just the absurdity of the late night dinner. <laughs> they go home and his mom wakes up and she's like, Oh, like like have you guys eaten? And then like they she winds up making him like a whole meal and just the whole like Italian thing where they're super nice these you know, these guys are criminals, they're about to murder a fucking guy. Uh but they're like super polite to this guy's mom and you know <laughs> They don't swear. Yeah, they don't swear they, yeah, and then uh they Joe Pesci talks about how he hit a deer. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's why he wants the knife, right? So he can cut off the hoof. The right, hoof. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I love that that, that little dinner scene. Nice, yeah, very cool. I do like how this these guys are the filthiest language, and, and they get around their moms. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> the Sopranos is like that too. I love when that happens. All right, uh, my number four was the just the overall narration by Ray Bolita. So, Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is when uh, the titular Ray Bolita is uh, driving around. He hears that this one guy was giving a hard time to his wife or his girlfriend at the time. So he just <laughs> walks over there while he and his buddies are working on his car. And <laughs> the dude turns around and is like, hey, look, listen, buddy. And then he just gets pistol whipped. Oh, his his face is mincemeat. Jeebus Sage, that was rough. That was awesome. Talk about comeuppance. <laughs> but yeah, not a word. He just beats the shit out of him. And all, the, all his other dudes are like, hey, whoa. <laughs> he had a gun. Yeah. He did. <laughs> so as another comparison to... Um godfather when sonny beats the guy up for hitting his sister being his sister is that something you think they do in these because you're rooting obviously your protagonists are bad guys right these are criminals and you have to do something to show that you know they're bad guys but they have that a doesn't line. make them bad guy <laughs> yeah like they'll stand up for the women and they won't swear in front of their mothers <laughs> because <laughs> why they add these to their movies or it's just um i think in this case it was a little bit of both Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point the, the the full turn hadn't come yet, so it was kind of start to show that like that Henry is also unhinged. Like he was talking about how crazy everybody else is and like all the like you know like how vicious everybody else is, but he's a fucking bastard too. So I think that was a good way to show it. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Scott, number three. Number three is get your fucking shine box. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> as has already been said, the maid guy comes is like Joey Bats, <laughs> uh, who also plays for the the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, uh, wouldn't, that, wouldn't it be baseball? Because he's a batter. What? Joey Bats, because he's a batter. His name is Batista. Oh. <laughs> he follows me on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> me and like 800,000 other people. So there you go. It's got a follow everybody policy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this, this guy gets out of prison and he's busting Tommy's balls because Tommy used to shine people's shoes. And uh, he's just being a real dick. And finally, uh, he, they, they get in each other's faces, and 
Uh, the other guy apologizes, and then as, he's, as Tommy's walking away, he says, "Get your fucking shine box." Um, and then winds up with the, the beating of a lifetime, and they throw him in the trunk, and then other stuff ensues. Uh, but uh, yada yada yada, he ends yeah. up in the trunk. He ends up in the trunk. There's stabbings. Uh, <laughs> they end up trying to bury him in the woods. Uh, but yeah, that all-time classic line: "Like get your fucking shine box." Go home and get your fucking shine box. Yep. So. This is my number two. And just to add to everything you said, but like the tension, like you think something's going to happen and you finally get relieved. Okay. They're going to calm down. And then, yeah, he has to get that last word in. And then it was his last word. (laughs) Pesci went ape crap. Well, if you you don't count him begging for his life in the trunk. I guess that's true. (laughs) I couldn't quite hear, but do you think while he was in the trunk, he was just going, did you get your fucking shine box? (laughs) (laughs) He just kept stabbing him. (laughs) So I get confused. He doesn't beat him with a phone in this one. That's Casino. Casino, he takes the phone upside Don Rickles' head. (laughs) Okay. He's a nice guy. R.I.P. Don Rickles. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, okay, so that's that's casino. See, I get these mixed up. Anyway, it's a great scene. Everything you said, and I just the tension on it, and very good. Um, my number three is the funny how scene, which kind of goes into. I think Alex mentioned this a little earlier. Yeah. But the whole funny how to make you laugh, and it's you don't really know as an audience. Maybe you're like, eh, is it funny? Yeah. Am I not supposed to be laughing? Am I yep. laughing? Oh god, this guy is nuts. So. I think it's probably one of the most see, funny scenes or quotes from the movie, so maybe that's why it always sticks out to me, but it is it is good. Funny and like a fucking clown funny? How do I make you laugh? And then you think shit's about... Easy, easy. I'm just fine fucking with you. Look at this guy. Ah. <laughs> which which is perfect because it sets up later when he fucking shoots spiders, Alex did earlier. Yep. Yeah. And murders Joey Betts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, funny how do I make you laugh? My number three. Alex. Same. That's my number three as well. <laughs> Sorry for showing it again. <laughs> nah, that's fine. <laughs> this movie's right. too good. It just means this movie's too good. We should pick we should pick a movie that not everybody likes next week. Yeah, that'll be a <laughs> wink. <laughs> Alright. Scott, number two. Number two, Tommy gets made. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah, they uh, Jimmy's character is super excited, and uh, the second best bit of uh, narration in the movie about how um, if if Tommy was made, that was like they were all made because Jimmy and Henry's character, because they were they were only half Italian, mm-hmm. uh, could could never become made men. Um, but Tommy was full Italian, so Tommy was going to get made, and they they drive him off to this place, and um, everybody's super happy, and it's upbeat and then they get to the place and they see that the place where he's going to get made to have the gangster ceremony i don't know if there's an official term for that but uh they the room's empty and tommy realizes that he's you know he's in trouble and he says oh no and the guy shoots him to the face to the back of the head uh and then the the awesome phone call afterwards with uh rob de niro I still don't know who he, the hell he was talking to, but the, the guy's like, he's gone. There's nothing we could do about it. He's gone. <laughs> and then Rob De Niro starts crying. 
crying. Yep, this is my big, number one. Big Robert De Niro tears. Bobby Bobby D tears. Yeah, and this and this is the the real turning point in the movie where so we're, we're kind of edging to this point with the uh, other stuff which might be in my next part of the list. Um, but this is when everything starts going the other way where it's like, oh wait a minute, this isn't the 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 comedic romp. <laughs> <laughs> That I was led to believe through the first half of the movie. Right. <laughs> all those killings are just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was all in good fun. But now, these. Yep. Amongst the Italians, it was some real greaseball shit. As quoted by Henry Hill. So that's my number two. Yeah, all right. Um, my number two, I already mentioned, was uh, uh, Shinebox, number, the dude. Yeah, white-haired dude getting beat in the bar. The bad guy from Sopranos, also. <laughs> white-haired yeah. dude. Vincent. Well, he had white hair in Sopranos. I don't know what he had in Goodfellas. That's my number two. Alex? Uh, my number two is the whole ending monologue and all the, um, whatchamacallit, the montage of him going to court. Spoiler alert, he rolls on everybody. Henry Hill rolls on everybody to get uh, put into witness protection. And, uh, yeah, how he gets moved into any town USA... <laughs> and he goes to a restaurant and asks for, you know, spaghetti. He gets butter noodles and ketchup. It's like, well, he, sa- he says that's what he gets. Yeah. That's, I, I, he's just exaggerating. I know, but <laughs> you know, he pretty much hates his life. And during the shot, that's all in the monologue. And during the shot, you see him go out and get his newspaper. And he's got this big shit-eating grin on his face like, hey, good morning, neighbor. I am normal. You know? And then that last shot of uh, Tommy just shooting his his gun at the screen, perfect, perfect ending. That was awesome. Yeah. And by the way, the ketchup and noodles. My dad just found this out not too long ago that that's what his parents made him when they came to America. They didn't know. They just they tried to assimilate into culture. Well, this would have been in Canada, but and so he always thought spaghetti was noodles with ketchup on it until he started going over uh. to other people's houses or my mom's house or whoever's <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so they knew how to make the German food, not so much the Italian food. Right. And they were allies for Christ's sake. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were axes, Jeff. You know axes. what I mean. Semantics. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, were we done? Number one. Not yet. No. Number one. No, so we're down to number one. Okay. Oh Scott, yes. Number Scott. Number one. Number one is the Layla outro. The uh, this starts back with my. My number six, after Mori takes the the ice pick to the back of the neck, and then it the music changes into the uh, to the Layla outro, and uh, it starts by you see a couple of people that have been shot up in a car, and then just goes to this montage of um, police finding bodies everywhere with the narration uh, with that, that ends with the guy um, in the the uh, refrigerated. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it. The like meat truck or something. Meat truck, yeah. Just hanging from a hook, and they they said it took like three days to thaw him out. Uh, oh, that scene's so good. <laughs> that guy looks like he's straight out of The Simpsons with his hair and his nose. <laughs> yeah. Joe Valachi? <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Arnold? The, same Benedict Arnold. the, the betrayed American to the hated British? <laughs> Barney, Barney Gumble. Same Barney Gumble who's been taking pictures of my sister. <laughs> Joe Balacci? <laughs> oh, Homer. So 
so yeah, that, yeah. that scene, and then and that's uh, again goes back to the the great soundtrack that runs the entire thing. Um, but yeah, the the Eric Clapton uh, fits perfectly here because it's so like doesn't fit with what's actually going on. <laughs> Like with the music in and of itself, but when you throw it in with the the montage, it's amazing. That's my number one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one, you already said, was the Pesci hit or Pesci gets made, as you said, um, very memorable. Him being all happy, like you said, but not so happy. <laughs> I think the only thing that was worse is his death in Casino. That's I'm gonna talk about that later. <laughs> um, that's it. It's uh, Alex, number one. My number one is that amazing one one camera sh- uh, shot through the restaurant in the back. That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty great. We studied that extensively when I was in college during one of our film film courses, and uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And then the the, the t- cherry on top was how they set up the table and everything, and they set up the lamp, and they both sit, and then the light turns on, and that's when. Uh, Henry Hill's girlfriend at the time just—that's when her light bulb also lights up and gets the gets uh, like the idea of who is this guy? And she asks him, "So, what do you do for a living?" And he just says, "Whatever." I forgot what he said. What Carl Sal- Carl 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 salesman? Carl salesman? <laughs> Carl salesman. It's like, oh, I don't I'm remember. In, yeah, I'm in so and so. Blah blah. Isn't that? And then she doesn't question it again, but. Yeah, yeah I'm, awesome. I'm always I'm always a sucker for those long shots, those long continuous tracking shots. Ooh, that should be a crossover topic one of these days. Mm, long tracking shots, indeed. They also did one in uh, not so elegantly, but they did one in uh, what you call it, John Favreau fucking swingers through the back of the restaurant and everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably a nod. It's probably a nod to Goodfellas, actually. No, it was. Yeah, they they did that in the um. They said it in the commentary track, director's commentary. And of course, they also had the Reservoir Dogs slow mo shot and everything. Yeah, that movie had a lot of homages. But anyways, Goodfellas, good movie. I agree. All right, so let's rank it, Scott. Uh, this is getting a seven for me. Uh, this is one of the old-timers. Uh, again, like I said to begin with, if it wasn't for The Godfather, uh, this would definitively be the, the best of uh, a few genres, probably. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, Scorsese's best work. Um, some some best performances from Ray Lolita, for sure. Um, as Wait, good as anything that, that De Niro's done. Ray Lolita, I mean. So, oh, thank you. That's who it uh, is. <laughs> this is. This is the one that Typecast Joe Pesci forever. <laughs> uh, That's why he did Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, try to break out of the mold because it's yeah, it's not like he's a young starlet. He can't just do nudes. Or he can't you know get naked in a movie and change his perception of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, seven for me. What? What? I, I picture Joe Pesci naked and let's move on. <laughs> no, no. Just like NYPD um, Blue. What's his face? So I'm give I give this a five. Wow. I like it. I definitely like more of it than I dislike about it. But for the reasons you said about the Godfather, it just lowers it for me because every time I watch it, I compare it to the Godfather, and I'll ne- I rarely reach for this movie. It's like if I feel like watching a gangster movie, I'm gonna watch the Godfather. 
Yeah. Or even now, I think I like The Departed better. Really? Yeah. Damn. Huh. And I'm like I said, this this ha- this could be the casino going against it because like I say, I do get them confused and maybe it's not fair, but um, I think it's really it's The Godfather that hurts this. And then later on, The Sopranos, all that stuff I found more interesting than this movie. I still like it. I I, I just but the fact I don't give it a, I won't give it a seven because of a lot of other reasons. But six I won't I don't want to rewatch it because I'd rather watch other stuff. Okay. So that's why for me it's a five. I definitely like it, enjoy it. But just doesn't go into that like rewatchability for me. But the Departed has Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. So right. Mac. Mac. Not you. Not you. And not you. What? Anyway. No. <laughs> yeah. It's got Alec Baldwin grabbing his junk. Come on. Yeah. Alex. Uh, I give this movie uh, tough. I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna give it a six. Uh, it's not my. Type of, I generally like movies with a happier ending and, you know, action movies, Schwarzenegger vehicles, but this movie is shot so well and it's very interesting. At times it is tough to watch, but it's it's pretty awesome. Still a really good, amazing movie. Six. Almost seven. All right. Interesting. We all liked it, but with varying degrees. Mm. Not like last week or two weeks, whatever we had. Or South Park, we had all sixes. Ooh. Mm. All right. So our crossover list. What is it, Alex? Scott? Damn it. Our top hits. Top um, hits. You know, uh, assassination, murder, oh. murder, death kills for the, uh, but on the sly. Uh, so my number five to start this off, um, which is the, the basically the, probably the best part of the sum of all fears was uh, leave Schreiber as John Clark. Hey, leave um, him alone. Yeah. Um, at the very end, all of the various villains are given their comeuppance in a, uh, speaking of, um, <laughs> uh, montages. Uh, anyways, well, I'll get to that later, but, uh, yeah, the montage of all the, the villains get their comeuppance and the, uh, one of the, the Nazis, He's listening to classical music with his eyes closed, and he's like in some barbershop. And Leif Schreiber just comes up behind him and gives him the old oyster smile. Yeah. Old oyster smile. Never heard that term before. So, uh, yeah, he he slits his throat. <laughs> I guess in case I wasn't. Doing, I figured. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case anybody was wondering, uh, but. He comes yeah, was, up behind him and gives him, I don't know, a bucket of pearls. <laughs> gives him the old pearl necklace. And then he, he smiles because, oh, this pearl necklace is gorgeous. Took it too far, Alex. What? Uh, so that's my, my number five uh, from some of all fears, Leif Schreiber being a badass. All right. Uh, mine, so this list was tough just because there are so many. So I just tried to come up with be honest here as little effort as possible the first ones that came to my mind are the ones i'm gonna pick because to me that means a i can do it quickly but b it just means they're the most memorable to me i don't know if it's cheating mm-hmm. or not but the ones that stick out the most so i'll allow it <laughs> um and i try not to do two from the same movie if i did i'm going to combine them so i cheat um <laughs> as i mentioned i like the departed and i like it's not really a hit but when leo gets his uh head blown off out of nowhere in that movie spoiler alert 
I love that. And then uh, apparently you don't. But when Mike, when Matt Damon gets at the end for Marky Mark, I liked it. So that was uh, that was my least favorite part of that movie. I know because it's not in the Chinese version. I know no, 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 no. I just it just felt so tacked on. Like he should have gotten away with it and had to live oh, with himself. Right. I know that. Was, I know most people don't like it because the Chinese ending is that, but I'm fine with it. And just his Matt Damon's okay. Plus, okay. it was more Wal- it was more okay. Mark Mark Wahlberg in that goofy like in Mark suit. Wahlberg. And then and then there was a CGI rat. I don't think he was CGI. I think he was superimposed, though. <laughs> so it is. Number five, Departed. Alex. My number five was from a movie probably nobody saw, Wanted, which is based That's off a comic book that is amazing. It is really, The movie doesn't do it justice. But anyways, at the very end, when Morgan Freeman is just <laughs> standing in the office thinking he's got the main character, Mr. Tumnus, he thinks he has him in his sights. He's like, did you think you could hide? He turns around. It's not him. And then you see a bullet like bah, blast through his forehead and then it freeze frames. And then it goes backwards all the way back. And you see the bullet like in segments. And uh, and the dude, Mr. Tomnus, is actually the one shooting the sniper rifle from like, I don't know, a city away. I just thought that whole sequence was really awesome. What the fuck have you done today? Yeah. That was so dumb. <laughs> recorded, recorded a podcast. Yeah. Like I said, if you have a chance to read Wanted the book, the um, graphic novel, much, much better. Or we can shoot this motherfucker, is what yeah. Morgan Freeman says. He does. He in a very un-Morgan Freeman-like fashion. Or we could shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> get busy shooting this motherfucker or get busy dying. Do you guys want... There's these... They're like daytime commercials. Either I see them on the sports networks, and it's like for reverse mortgages. And the voiceover is the is our total Morgan Freeman ripoff. You can tell it's not Morgan Freeman, but it's like old people may think it's him, and he's trustworthy. So therefore, I'm gonna... <laughs> it's a reverse mortgage Freeman. Uh, there you go. <laughs> reverse reverse mortgage. Yeah, yeesh. <laughs> Those are yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you going to die soon? <laughs> Get a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Anyway. But I'm pissed. I just thought of one that is better than the Matt Damon one. Fuck. Oh, it Matt could be your number four. Damon. But then I got to kick something else out. I'll, maybe I'll find room for it. Ah, I'm pissed. All right. Uh, <laughs> Scott, number four. See, I should have put a little more effort into this. Scott, number four. <laughs> I was already brought up, but uh, another scene where somebody gets made uh, in Casino when uh, Joe Pesci's character, Nikki his brother Dominic is going to get made and they drive out to a cornfield. <laughs> Has anything and, uh, good ever happened in a cornfield no, besides a they're baseball like, field uh, being made? Like, why did he think that was like, it was going to be cool to get made out in the middle of a fucking cornfield? Uh, and then, yeah, then the baseball bats come out and you see Joe Pesci and his tidy whities um, You see his brother get, uh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. You see his brother get bludgeoned to death. Yeah. That's a brutal scene. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I say this came up for me right away, but I wouldn't add it because I hate it. I can't watch it. It's, it is too too real, too messed up. So. Yeah, that's the one where they, they the narrative, because the, Joe Pesci's character is doing the, the narration, and it's upbeat, and he's like, yeah, things are going good, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it just fucking turns. 
he's like screaming like no he's still alive stop hitting him with the baseball bats <laughs> uh, I don't think they listened they did not Oof. that's my number my number four yeah that was a rough Ugh. I lost all the appetite for the rest of my list here <laughs> anyways so my number four is similar and this see this is once uh, once again where I think I like these movies better but it's still it's not as violent but the same thing is Fredo Godfather 2 that's uh, my number two that's your number two yeah, uh, Fredo goes fishing yeah that it's just you know people know you don't have to say what it is just no I, I said put... Fredo sleeping with the fishes you see <laughs> it's messed up it's not as violent as the one you just said but it's still equally as messed yeah, up yeah so, so so let me let me ask a question Jeff do you think it's it's more visceral that they they didn't really show it. That's kind of there's just kind of the sound, and it's more left up to the audience to picture what happened versus if they just actually shown it. Uh, what do yeah. you think would have been worse? No, I think it's worse the way they do, and the fact that yeah. they build, the whole movie builds basically to that too, and just how far Michael's come and everything. So yeah, it's yeah, it's better the way they did it, but. The guy can enjoy it a little bit better, just not having to see someone scream for his life while his brother gets beaten to death, <laughs> right? Like, I like the art of Godfather too. Not the, yeah. I mean, it's you're comparing two great directors, brutal violence. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I think I, I think, it's, I think this goes back to why I I feel comfortable, like, with both of them is there's such different movies. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that's why I like, but I like the Godfather movies better. So I think that's just how it is for me. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is Enemy at the Gates. When the, they meet Ron Perlman and he's got all these metal teeth. Because the KGB thought he was a spy, so they beat it out of him. They're like, oh, you weren't, you were, you didn't rat on us. We're sorry. Here's some new teeth. And uh, they're going, he was like the, he was teaching, what's his face, some new sniping stuff and That's- everything. And they were jumping across to get to another place where they needed to be. And in midair, he gets shot right in the head by the German, who was uh, played by. Uh... Help me out, Scott. It was it, Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris. Harris. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Thank you. With a terrible German accent, he says, "My general," with a hard G, Chivas H. But anyways. Yeah, it was an amazing shot, and it was it took me completely by surprise. So that scene worked. It was awesome. And then his final words were, "War, war never changes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the half jaw that was left of his face, that's what he said. <laughs> I've only seen that movie once, so I really don't remember that. But I remember the movie being okay. So there you go. <laughs> My two cents. It's everybody just. <laughs> It's a, just a bunch of fucking Spawn campers in that movie. <laughs> Spawn camp, the movie. Yeah. All right, Scott, number three. Number three. Uh, huge spoilers coming up here. Uh, if anybody has not watched Game of Thrones. Uh, but the Reigns of Castamere, uh, season three, the infamous Red Wedding. Um, that was a lot of hits. But yeah, there's there was all kinds of hits going on in this one, uh, but but specifically, uh, the the worst was the uh, uh, how can I put this delicately? 
the baby stabbing. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no delicate way. Fetus stabbing, more like fetus it. stabbing. Yes, the, uh, uh, was was the worst. Um, impromptu but the, abortion. But the but the actual like literal hit is the uh, Tywin Lannister sends his regards as as poor Rob. Uh, just let it let it be known. It just doesn't pay to be king of the north. It does not. I don't know what kind of idiot would take on that responsibility. Yeesh. Some kind of bastard, most likely. Oh. Uh, but yes, my number three, The Reigns of Castamere, uh, The Red Wedding. That's an awesome one. I did not think of that at all. And uh, yeah, I didn't read the book, so I had no idea when that was coming up. And I kind of had a feeling uh, Rob was going to you know, not survive the season. Did not see that coming that way. Did not see the his wife and unborn child and then Kat. I think that was brutal. Her death at the very he, end. The uh, the the show was way worse than the book. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I, I, I that that moment was fun too because I think that that was the yeah, single fun. biggest uh, the, the single biggest book reader moment where they were like watching people that that hadn't read the book. Oh yeah, and living. <laughs> they were and, filming it with their phones. Yeah, living living vicariously through them and filming them. Yeah. To lick on, waiting for their their horror, <laughs> and just the pure the pure shout and fright of, yeah. oh my god, yeah. So. <laughs> Did you know that was gonna happen? Yep. <laughs> Gold. But I do like so. What I understand, the his wife and child don't get murdered. So like, how was that as a book reader? Like, you got a little something yourself there too, right? It was so. It was the. The only time I've ever read a book where I had to put it down. No, okay, yeah, in the book. But I'm saying when you watched the show, so you knew the Rob and Cat was coming, but you didn't know that part was coming. So you got a little well, surprise, Right, yes, you? yes. Yeah, no, there was okay. still there was still plenty of fun surprises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeebus, H. God damn. Yeah, like I said, when Cat goes out at the end and she kills the, the whatever, the little retard girl, and then uh, <laughs> they just come up and slit her throat, and she just goes, ah, and they just... There's no music. Like every episode always has cool score at the end, right? And this one was just silence. I, I did, I did love the, the gift that came out the next day, when it had rainbow shooting out of her neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the internet is actually a good place. Yeah. Not always. Most of the time, it's horrible. But yep. every once in a while, there's there's some gems in there. There's a a rainbow. Yeah, a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. We'll play. All right, that was your number three. Three. So my number three. Hmm. All right, I had Pesci from Goodfellas, so I'm removing it since we've already talked about it, and you took Casino, so I'm going to replace it with the one I just thought of. Is in Heat when Bobby D again gets Wangro at the Ooh. end of the movie. That is good. So when you go, he can't. The fact that he he can get totally clean scot free with this. But he just can't let this one double cross get by him. So he goes back, props open the elevator, pretends to be a <laughs> delivery man or whatever, and knocks on the door. And he just and he makes him look at him. Look at me. Look at me. Let's talk about this, brother. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like when he gets the other guy, too, but that's not as good. Because the guy's at home watching hockey by himself. You know, I can't watch hockey anymore by myself. Glass chair, the chair through the glass window. And... Don't rip off high starters, Jeff. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, they're such easy pickings. 
<laughs> no, the way the Ringo death was brutal too because he shoots him in the chest and you just see him like yeah. sucking wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yikes. There it is. Heat Wangro. Alex, number three. My number three is from another gangster movie, Donnie Brasco. Nice. When the they're uh, I think they're on a, a big I don't know why they're there, but they're in the basement and I think they're doing a job and they put the guy that they're gonna whack in front. And then <laughs> of course this, this can go two different ways right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh what what was his name? Left? Damn it. Why can't I think of this guy's name? Pacino. Al Pacino takes his twenty two and shoots him like right in the back of the ear. Which usually, you know, a twenty two isn't gonna kill anybody. Really. That's but not he, he, true at all. Like from a distance. Like, it's, oh, it's not it's, it's a not bullet. gonna do, It's gonna fucking yes, kill somebody. It's gonna no, it's gonna hurt. A twenty two doesn't what? have a twenty-two rarely kills anybody. Okay, Alex, you're so full of shit. Anyways, <laughs> it's a pea shooter. It'll it'll hurt. Powerful week. But he's talking about earlier in the movie. He talks about how, oh yeah, this isn't going to shoot through anybody's skull because it doesn't have the power. But if you get him behind the ear, that bullet it's going to ricochet all up inside the skull and scramble his brains. And then he does that in the movies. Oh, gross. But yeah. Plus, this guy was a real piece of shit, so he had his comeuppance. Nice. I just like I to like iterate that. that Alex is completely wrong <laughs> about a twenty-two being almost harmless. It's a little twenty-two pistol. I have no idea, but kids don't shoot each other with yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, don't pistols. shoot each other with twenty-two pistols. <laughs> don't even shoot each other with BB guns for crying out loud. All it takes is a unlucky shot and you'll get you'll just, your brain scrambled like the guy in the movies so just yeah. do just do like we did and just try to punch each other in the balls yeah yeah <laughs> uh speaking of donnie brasco i think between goodfellas and donnie brasco are the two movies that taught me the most about the mob because <laughs> they have to explain stuff a lot right like you know yeah. you get the narration from ray B- <laughs> what is it ray Bilota? what is it <laughs> ray bolita. bolita right so you're saying you're saying it wasn't uh Spencer Stallone's Oscar. No, it was not. Jeebus. <laughs> and I think the beauty behind The Godfather, they don't explain shit. You just have to watch the movie a thousand times to really follow some of the stuff that's going on there. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. And then Johnny Depp's character in um, Donnie Brasco, you learn a lot too. At least I did. Yeah, you learn what forget about it means. And Fugazi. Forget about it. All right, like, what's, what's the other line? Uh, He's a friend of mine versus he's a friend of ours versus all those, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. All right. Uh, Scott, number two. Number two uh, was Fredo Goes Fishing. Okay. Um, I'm smart. Two... I'm smart, Michael. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that, that's, yeah. We can talk about it another time. All right. <laughs> um, number two is. I have two from The Sopranos. Um, one, it's early on in the first season, and it's it's kind of just it's a great episode that kind of tells what the show really is. And Tony goes up north to look at some colleges with Meadow, and while he's up there, he actually recognizes a guy who like ratted out. Um, he like he pretty pretty much pulled the pulled the Henry Hill, and he's up there and um, 
in hiding and he finds him and he kind of is tracking him down and then finally like he meadow goes to one thing by herself and he finds him and strangles him and kills kills him out in the woods by or this construction site or whatever it's really cool i mean the hit's cool because i i it might not be tony's first hit in the show but it's one of his first ones and just how brutal it is but yet he's still the dad taking his daughter to to look at campuses for college and i think in that episode she asks him like are you in the mob and you know all these kind of questions so i think maybe the whole episode is really cool and i just and i just like that hit but that was a good one and then um late in the series when stuff starts going downhill for everybody when adriana gets taken out uh it's brutal she once again she talks to the feds <laughs> that you don't do that shit just like big pussy on that times too and what's his face? The dude uh, ran the bottom Bing, and he's he plays the band with uh, Max Weinberg and that other <laughs> singer guy, guitar guy, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Um, and you just see her. He takes her out to the woods, and she starts running away. And he grabs her, and you just see her pulling her by the hair, right by the. She's crying and screaming. He just pulls, drags her right by the camera, and then you just hear the off-screen shot. That's uh, brutal. Um, yeah. So those two. Did you guys even watch Sopranos or no? Um, I watched I bits and spoil. pieces. I, I so I, I knew a little bit about what you were talking about. Uh, the one, the one episode that shocked me the, the time I turned it on. Uh, I don't know if I would qualify it as a hit, but when uh, Tim Davies' character got whacked. Spoilers. Tim Who's Tim Davies? Tim Daly. Um, Tim Daly. I, I forget what he was. He he was like some filmmaker um and he was working with christopher and something oh yeah and christopher shows up at his place like in the middle of the night yeah yeah. and the guy's like no you can't be here what are you doing this is what normal people do and because he was drunk he was back you know i think he was was sober for a while and then he had too much to drink again yeah and he's trying to bear his soul and this guy was like saying no get out of here you can't do this blam and then he fixes his plant on the way inside the house. <laughs> I actually don't remember that one. But yeah, there were a lot of... I mean, pretty much anyone who was on the show was murdered at, at some point in the life cycle of it. But uh, yeah. Tony, the one of the first ones for Tony. And then Adriana at the end. All right. Alex, number two. My number two is Boondock Saints. When they do the strip club hit. Everybody just goes in, and then after the fact, you see the whole thing being recreated by um, Goblin McGoblin Face. <laughs> Jeez, I'm really bad Will, with names tonight. Willem Dafoe? Yeah, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Goblin McGoblin Face? That's terrible. Well, he was Green Goblin. Lee Awesome! Whoa! <laughs> Goblin McHuge Cut, what? Whoa! <laughs> but yeah, they shoot Ron Jeremy. I remember his name, clearly. <laughs> right through the glass and everything and then they see the two other scumbags come through the windows or through the peepholes it's like geez we should come here every week to clean house and they give the guns to Rocco and he has to show off yeah <laughs> good, sh- good, All right. good scene good shooting shitty shooting nice alright Scott number one my number one uh, this is probably Jeff's number one, but oh, uh, mine too. When uh, Michael Corleone settles all family business, yep, the end of the Godfather. Uh, it's got the no. 
Not my number one. Oh, okay. Ah. The church music playing, and then there's a series of hits, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. culminating with uh, with him sitting down with Carlo, telling him, "I know you did it. Uh, I know you did it. Just admit it." <laughs> saying, Chris uh, Rock. Yeah. Saying, uh, "I know you did it. Uh, uh, you lied to me and insults my intelligence." Uh, and then they tells him, "Okay, your your punishment is uh, you're out of the family business. You're on a plane flight." And as soon as he gets in the car, uh, Clemenza, uh, fat Clemenza, uh, yeah, gives him Garrett, Garrett, Garrett's, Garrett's, yeah. yeah, But yeah, that whole sequence with the, uh, "Do you renounce Satan? I do." And then everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yikes! Take the yeah. he, those were really good cannolis, probably. That he oh, takes. That, ah, that 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 honorable mention to that to that scene too. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave the gun. Take the cannolis. <laughs> uh, but yeah, parodied a million times since since then. The, the sequence, parodied, homage, ripped off, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Plus, there was an actual death by cannoli in the next movie. Uh-huh. Where where the sister like poisons the cannolis and feeds them to the old man, and she's across the way from the opera saying, "Die well, old man." What the hell are you talking about? Wasn't that Godfather Three? Oh, maybe, but I I don't remember Godfather Three, and that's that the next one is Godfather Two because he's talking about Godfather One, but maybe it's in Three. I don't remember. Mm, you sure, okay. she wasn't in the helicopter shooting everybody at the banquet. <laughs> This was after that. Oh, okay. oh she. I don't remember. Yeah, she manned the fifty cal, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and mowed down the uh, evil Burmese what tiger. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, speaking of montages, do we we forgot? Do we forget the shot of Sam Jackson in the montage in Goodfellas? He wasn't in the montage. He wasn't. He so he gets killed. And then they they all meet up at the Christmas thing. Uh, what's that? They the Christmas thing, I think. And then they have a scene where he says he's going to whack Maury, and they play cards, and uh, gets talked. He talks him out of it, but Maury keeps running his mouth, and then he gets stabbed. And then like the next scene is the montage, or the next sequence is the montage. But that might be like one of his smallest roles, huh? Yeah, was, yeah, really small. <laughs> yeah. All right, my number one, same movie, same character, but I like the first hit the, on Salazzo and the cop that puts Michael oh, damn it, that kind of good yeah. too. right into the – basically takes him from being a civilian to <laughs> no longer a civilian, having to hide out in Sicily. So that one I think is like more, a little more tension. I, I love the montage, like he said, but I just this one I like more. Um, yeah. Just that whole scene where – Clemenza tells him what to do, you know, drop the gun immediately, and he's not doing it. When you come out, don't waste around, just do it, and he's not doing it. You're just like, all these things, you're like, oh, God, what are you going to do? And then he... <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's great, the close-up on his face, and you hear, like, the train go by, and he he's just kind of not listening to uh, the other guy saying, and then he just does it. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Good list, gentlemen. What did our listener have to say? Our listener, <laughs> William Grimwood, uh, he gives Goodfellas a seven. All right. Yeah. Uh, his top five is 
Boy, I haven't seen this movie in forever or at all. A Fish Called Wanda. Okay. I've never I've never seen it either. That's a great movie. Mrs. I recommend uh, it. Let's see. This is on the list because of how much fun it was watching Michael Palin's character trying to kill Mrs. Cody with hilarious results. Huh, I guess I'll have to watch this. This is Sounds like Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin Klein uh, is is great in this. I think he got nominated or won an Academy Award for this. John Cleese, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth a watch. And Michael Palin. Not really a, a hit, per se. I mean, it, it was an attempted hit. The Simpsons, yeah. Who Shot Mr. Burns? <laughs> awesome, awesome cliffhanger. Well, uh, I certainly can't solve this mystery. Can you? <laughs> well, we'll, give it a try. That is our job. I, I am the chief of police. <laughs> he, can, he has a combined uh, two things for number three. JFK and Seinfeld. Jeff, can you guess? Why these are combined? Uh, yeah, because the spitter, the second spitter. <laughs> yeah, with Keith Hernandez spitting recreation <laughs> of the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Gentlemen, what I propose is that there is a second spitter. Back and to the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, his number two is also The Red Wedding. Okay. Awesome. Brutal. And his number one, another hit that we didn't mention from The Godfather, James Caan being riddled with bullets. Yeah, that is brutal. Yeah, so I... <sighs> I could have made my, my five all from the first Godfather movie, but yeah. uh, I only wanted to do the one. But uh, yeah, that one's brutal. Yeesh. Look what they've done to my boy. <laughs> yeah, or the one on Vito. There's so many, like Scott said, that whole movie. If, if Michael should be struck by a bolt of lightning, I'm going to blame some of these people in this room. <laughs> and that I do not forgive. <laughs> uh, he has an honorable mention here, The Sopranos. Pretty much, yeah. I know the ending of the series is up for debate, but if Tony was whacked, then Cut the Black was one of the most surprising ways ever seen. I didn't see the ending, but I knew it was left up to the audience. Don't stop believing. Yeah. And uh, he adds at the very end, he also asked how WrestleMania was. <laughs> he gave it a low three. The pre-show, <laughs> the pre-show and the main card up until the end of the ladder match was really good. Then it was just a muddled, overproduced, lackluster affair. Best of all, best match was Neville versus Austin Aries, which was the first match of the pre-show. So there heard, you have. I heard, I heard this was a uh, Undertaker's last one for reals this time. <laughs> Maybe he'll rise from his grave. Yeah. No Paul Bear. There was there was a, a hilarious uh, uh, Onion article <laughs> that said that this year's WrestleMania's theme was going to be springtime in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gold. Yeah. Uh, much much respect for the Undertaker. This this really was his last one, which I yes. think it was. It was it, it was supposed to be his last one. Uh, like all the yeah. press and everything for it. So. Jesus, I hope so. That guy's what ninety. Yeah, Ric Flair's still fighting. So, Woo! Still fighting. well, his, um, his body's like ninety at least. <laughs> oh, no, their body's like two hundred. These guys, Undertaker's <laughs> taking a fucking beating. Holy shit! Well, it's anyway. just an old broken down piece of meat. Um, another listener gave us input on the WrestleMania. Uh, I think it was Joe. Oh, yeah. 
I chatted with him a little bit on there, and he kind of he had some stuff some stuff to say. He definitely said Undertaker lost, and that it was done, which he I did, didn't realize. I he did the job. Done. He did the job before. I know. That's right. Fucking that's, Brock Lesnar of all people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. And I guess uh, the Hardy Boys are back, or at least Jeff Hardy. <laughs> the Hardy Boys. Yeah, they they, all, they were all back in the like. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, so <laughs> I don't know. So. There it is. Thank you, is William. It? Yep, that's it. All right. Hey, listeners, be like William. Be like Joe. Give us stuff. Yeah. All right. Free content. <laughs> Free material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I know sports. Sports ball. Well, it's a miracle. Coach Bombay has taught 12-year-olds to go to the NHL finals. He's doing a great job. Not the finals, the playoffs. Right? What's the difference? What is, Four what, rounds. What is, what, is what, what? Alex? What is the official designation for the for the NHL playoffs? Designation? Yeah. What are, what are they? What's the official name of the NHL playoffs? Uh, it has what a trophy. Name? Do they win? Yeah, what trophy. Do yeah, they that's win? better. Oh, they win the uh, the Stanley Stanley Cup. Hey. Yeah, I know about the Stanley Cup. That's the best trophy. What yeah, what what was Stanley's rank? His royal uh, rank. His wait, his royal rank, royal rank in what? <laughs> royal rank. Just in hockey. But <laughs> he was ranked. I don't know. Two. <laughs> Lowered. Close enough. Yeah. Mm. Yes, the Ducks made the playoffs, and I'm pissed. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. That's yeah, all right. My Kings suck. Uh, I mean, they're a bunch of twelve-year-olds. So how long can they last against the Flamers? So, so quick, quick note about the Kings. Um, this was Bob Miller's last broadcast tonight. Yeah, this is on my list. Let me talk. Oh, about sorry, this. sorry, sorry. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to talk. About that. Sorry. <laughs> Why would I talk about a voice I listened to my entire? Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going to bring it up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you, know. you can um, you can borrow my sports segment. Go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to add on to it, because especially since you mentioned the Mighty Ducks, Bob Miller is the original voice of the Mighty Ducks, because if you go back and watch the movies, he's the announcer of the Mighty Ducks team. So. In the documentaries? In the documentaries about <laughs> Gordon Bombay yeah. and uh, Knuckle Puck Kid and Goldberg. <laughs> they, and I forgot the they, names. They dedicated camera crew. They follow them all the way up to college. You, you can see me at one of those games. <laughs> and fun fact... The guy who gets diplomatic immunity becomes a little skate sharpener and athletic trainer for the kids. So go watch that. Because yeah, for some reason, the other guy wasn't available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the voice, long time, 44 years, the LA Kings, Bob Miller, uh, retired. They say it was his last game. He he was kind of, he missed a lot of the games this season because of medical conditions. So he did the last two. Um, yeah, just... Uh, SoCal fans, we've had a lot of good announcers. In the last couple of years, we just lost two big ones with Vince Scully and Bob Miller, and a few years back with Chick Hearn. So, as us sports fans, maybe not so much Alex, but Scott and I, we grew up listening to these voices, and this is like the last one. And it, since this is the sport I follow the most and the team I follow the most, it's going to be hard next year. But I'm glad he's kind of going out healthy, and he's still going to be around. And you know, he said he's going to be at games and stuff like that. It's better that way than it is if he just kind of got sick and diet or something like that so well it'll probably be in the next wrestlemania so bob miller probably not yeah fighting no 
No. No. He's not the Undertaker. The goon? You mean the goon? Yeah. And I, he doesn't do stuff like, oh, this is a slobber knocker and hellfire and brimstone. And... Oh my gosh, he's picking up the chair. <laughs> Spinebuster, Shades of Arn Anderson. <laughs> so, yeah. Feel free to add anything else, Scott, but that's I did want to mention that. Uh, just just to to elaborate on what you're saying is we, we really are spoiled out here. I guess if, if you're local and you're into sports, you always kind of like your guy. But I really think we, yeah, we had some some great ones out here with Vince Scully and Chick and Bob Miller. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I do I hate the Ducks, but they were kind of classy. The last game was today in their barn, and they kind of made it a whole Bob Miller thing. They didn't have their fan appreciation day today. They did it a game early just so they could just stay. Would be all be all about Bob Miller. I guess they decorated the whole uh, broadcasters booth up there and his stuff. So pretty classy on their part. Even though I hate him. <laughs> I mean, it was cool that it was a local game, basically. So he was able to... So it wouldn't be an issue for him to to call it. Yeah. Um, so that's it. And I also I went to the Angels game today, and they scored seven runs in the bottom of the ninth to win the game. So, woo! Woo! Baseball's back. There it is. <laughs> Baseball. Never never leave a game early, guys. Or or stop, or stop watching early to play Mass Effect, because what asshole would do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and then look up on look up at the the Angels Group Me channel and see that <laughs> that this hypothetical person had missed it all and felt horrible. To be fair, if I was home, I would not have stayed. I would not yeah. would have kept watching the game. But I saw that fun, like, we were drinking beers. And... I was I was like in a weird place over there because I was like, fuck, I I wish they'd lost. <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happier. I'm happier that they won. I'm happy with this. Yeah. But now for every yeah, Angel the... game, you're going to have to play Mass Effect to make sure they win. Basically. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's how that baseball works. You have to leave work yeah. early every day to... mm-hmm. when they're on the road. And, uh, yeah, uh, special guest Matt went with him. And he and I put rally caps on, and that's when it happened. So pretty sure that's the reason they did it. <laughs> you, hey, those guys... two guys have caps, rally caps on. <laughs> Let's you guys really give them when shit. it happened? Uh, I was. I was the only one smart enough to buy beer in the top bottom yeah. of the seventh because I knew. Well, there you go, Jeff. You're, I'm afraid you're going to have to drink beer at every Angels game now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, if it means <laughs> doing it for the team, I will suck it up. <laughs> All right, it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, uh, try to get this fast because as usual we're running long. Uh, more Iron Fist. So I'm five episodes in. Um, I'm still hanging there, hanging in there, uh, mostly just so I'm, I'm all set to go when Defenders comes out. Uh, but I, it, it's still okay. I, I don't s- share the universal hate for it that a lot of people seem to have, but, uh, it, it's got a few things going for it. I really like the, the pseudo love interest in it, uh, the, the sand snake, uh, and it's still Kung Fu, and I will, I'm, will pretty much watch anything with Kung Fu in it. So <laughs> they've they've got me there. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out to watch the rest of it. I'm not gonna be like Alex and just watch the last episode. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to that one of these days. Uh, Before the Defenders. Have you watched any more of it, Jeff? No, I. I would need to i just haven't really found the time and I'll, I, I'll watch it before defenders comes out that's pretty much as long as i do that i'll be fine okay and speaking of defenders 
a brief teaser trailer was released uh, last week, this week, um, which shows the four of them in an elevator together, and they look kind of spooked. And Jessica Jones jumps up and rips the elevator camera out, and that's it. The whole thing lasts like 12 seconds. Uh, but it's happening. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of nuts to think that this has actually all come together. Um, there was like one point where they almost weren't going to do Iron Fist, uh, at least not for a full series. Um, but it's all come together. Uh, so I think if you add it all together, it's got to be fun at least between how good Daredevil has been and uh, how much I like Jessica Jones. I've, I haven't watched all of Luke Cage, but I like that. So uh, the math adds up there. Um, should be good. Uh, although it'll be interesting because it's such. Uh, all four shows are very street level, with the the villains and the the plots and everything going on, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Daredevil Daredevil season two kind of gets into like Daredevil ninja and Daredevil Daredevil and mysticism and ninja and stuff. But uh, I'm curious, like who they're gonna fight? Is are they gonna go against like a coalition of villains, or is it gonna be like a, a big enough villain? That'll make it interesting, but not too big, so they doesn't make any sense why they'd be fighting them and not say the Avengers <laughs> or a bigger name hero. So is it going to be like the hand or form of that? Um, the hand would make sense, but they need a yeah. face for it. Maybe they set that up okay. in uh, the end of Iron Fist or toward the end of Iron Fist, or maybe toward the end of Luke Cage. Um, I mean, Kingpin is still viable. <laughs> yeah, true. As as like pulling strings and things. End of is it Daredevil season two when they take the, is it the girl someone's dead body and they put her in the urn and they just t- take it down in the hole yeah Did that happened or yeah making that up yeah okay. yeah so maybe that I'm sure is gonna come back in the defenders so. that seems more of a Daredevil plot line though so but who knows yeah maybe maybe it does tie into the whole thing um, so I'm looking forward to that later this year um, speaking of comic books. Uh, we might have talked about this last week. There was some confusion on, on my part about <laughs> about the some female characters in Gotham City, but it looks like Gotham City Sirens is in the works, at least uh, pre-production anyway. Um, and that would have Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn teaming up uh, as, I would imagine, anti-heroes. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, this I bring this up because Bryce Dallas Howard was asked on Twitter if she would be up for the role of Poison Ivy. And she didn't say no. Obviously, she can't confirm anything. But I thought she'd be good for the role. Um, obviously, Harley Quinn would be played by... What's her face again? Uh, Margot Kidder. Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margot Robbie. Um, which leaves Catwoman. Uh, Halle Berry. <laughs> obviously. Eartha Kitt. Uh, so, no, no idea who would play Catwoman. but Julie Newmar. Uh, I think... Uh, to Wang Fu. Thanks for everything. <laughs> uh, I I would like Bryce Dallas Howard as Poison Ivy. Can't complain there. What about what about Jessica Chastain or uh, other redheads? Um, what, speaking of Chris, di- Christina Hendricks, Chris, no, that <laughs> would work. Uh, but speaking of <laughs> uh, of Daredevil, what's your face? Um, Deborah Wool. back as yeah. again. Yeah. That'd work. But the project, project as a whole, um, I am somewhat interested. 
I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. And it seems like going to be the same director, so it'll be kind of more the same of that. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, so that's DC news. Um, reviews. Uh, Jeff, tell us about Kong Island. Any good? Uh, I saw Kong. I saw Kong Island. It was all right. It was. It's enjoyable. Um, better than the last King Kong movie, I think, or I know. Um, better than the last Godzilla movie. It's not the best movie. Um, like I told you guys in the chat, uh, what's her face? The girl is ridiculously hot. <laughs> Brie Larson. Uh, Brie Larson. Yeah, look, she's, look, at one point, she gets down to her tank top, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> You're looking forward to seeing her as uh, Captain Marvel yes, next year or the I, year after? But Scott, you would have loved this movie. Because Tom Hiddleston's in it. She's in it. Sam Jackson. Say no more. And um, it was like all Marvel. And then who's that? Oh, what's that guy's name? The funny guy that is in the Nova Corps and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. C. Yes. Riley. So there's like four or five different. Uh, That's what I know from Mar- Nova Corps. <laughs> Nova Corps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. Uh, so. It was good. I, I recommend it. Maybe not. Maybe not rush out to the theater to see it. <laughs> but it's still. Still good. I re- I would say right now, if I was to give it a quick rating, five. Okay. Mm. I've heard it was fun. And your review Did... confirms it. <laughs> um, speaking of big things, uh, uh, pe- people have taken pictures probably from the massive Death Star like parking structure across the way from Disneyland mm. of some some bones, some superstructure for what appears to be AT-ATs for the new Star Wars-themed land. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, not really a surprise, but I lap up any news having to do with any of this stuff. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Jeff and I were there last year. They had wooden boards up, and we were peeping through knot holes like we were Tom Sawyer or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Trying to see if we could spot anything. Uh but, but uh, yeah, it almost turned into a scenes from Porky's, and I was. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Look at that ad ad. Woo! <laughs> I need a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, more Disney news. Uh, the Rock is attached to star in the Jungle Cruise movie because apparently people were clamoring for a Jungle Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. I think Disney has this like the standing rule now where nothing's off limits. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Pretty soon we're gonna have like the Main Street USA movie. We're probably gonna have a Wreck-It Ralph live action movie soon. The the tram, yeah, or the the parking lot tram movie. I don't, I don't know. Uh, people mover. That's gonna be rated. Yeah, X. People, <laughs> Faces of death. <laughs> Ugh, that too. Yeah. yeah, sex and violence. The faces of death. The people move. Right, right house movie. The people move. <laughs> I like that. And then finally, um, I've been playing more Mass Effect. Uh, and I'm enjoying it more now than I did when I brought it up the last couple of times. Now that I've really pushed, got the chance to, it. Now that I've really gotten the chance to dig in, uh, get to the meat of the game, as it were. Uh, there's a lot of content there, and for the most part, I'm having fun with it. Uh, there's a lot of running around, so be warned about that. If anybody still hasn't sat down to play it. But that's pretty much all 
Bioware games. So there that is. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Um, I know I, <laughs> I know I pushed Jeff out with the, the Kong review. Anything else, Jeff? I know other views. Just like uh, Star Wars celebrations coming up this weekend, so we'll hopefully we'll get some more news to talk about that next week. I'm sure we're gonna get a trailer or something coming up. But uh, if any of our listeners are on the East Coast and they're going, let us know. Send us some messages. Take some pics or something. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, they're they're making uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher Disney Legends. Oh yeah, heard about that. So that's kind of cool. But not not Harrison Ford. Not Harrison <laughs> Ford. Yeah. Maybe he already is one. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to see he's going to make him sing and dance at the show, and I was like, not possible, Scott, you son of a bitch. But that's not what you said. Nope. So now I'm a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, Jeff. Yeah, you are. Um, that's it. I don't know. Have we talked about the Game of Thrones teaser? Oh, we haven't. Uh, which one? The the ice block or the the actual going through the sigils? Yeah, like the three leaders kind of walk into their thrones. Either way, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Oh, there's another one? There's one of, um, yeah, of, of Cersei, uh, Daenerys, and Jon, like, kind of walking, and they all sit down on their version of the throne. Like, so uh, Cersei sits on the Iron Throne, Daenerys is sitting on something we haven't is, really seen yet. Is, if that's, is that part of the, so there's the, the trailer I'm thinking of is the, they go through each of the houses, symbols, sigils, whatever you want to call it, um, and they have like some voiceover. No, I don't. And like, yeah, and there's like the the dragon like blows up and stuff, right? No. Anyway. Anyway. And at the very end, spoilers. Cersei breathes. Spoiler. At the very end, Cersei breathes and cold air comes out, and then it zooms out, and it's like the the eye of a of a walker or a, whatever. Oh, on, on the ground. No. <laughs> it's an eye of. Uh, this is hilarious. We're we'll probably talking walkers. about the same trailer and just. We got completely different things out of it. <laughs> anyways, no, yeah. The, I, think not. I think what you're talking yeah. about, and it's not, it's different. Okay, the, but anyways, yeah, there's there's new teaser trailers for God, which is not coming out for an eternity. Or three months. An eternity, I say, Jeff. <laughs> Should have been out already mm-hmm. a week ago. I mean, the books are written. Why aren't the TV shows out already? I know. hey <laughs> Easy there, Rothfuss. <laughs> I want to open this trailer, but I think you guys said you can hear my audio. Now. So no, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that again. Please. Okay. Um, all right. I think that wraps it up. Yep. What are we talking about next week, Alex? We'll be talking about the Life Aquatic, Wes Anderson's Life Aquatic. With Steve Zissou? Mm-hmm. Steve Zissou. Classic revenge tale. And uh, <laughs> we, our crossover topic is your top five sea creatures in all of entertainment. What are they? I can't wait. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>